Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law From Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a quick intro, actually. So what we're about to listen to is actually a module from our internal course for private clients on uh, that are using us for webinar marketing. And it brings a pretty important topic that I think if you're an estate planning attorney, you absolutely should listen to this podcast. Um, but if you're any attorney who is a little bit off the beaten path in terms of structuring a sales process, using something like an intake packet, there's a lot of concepts in here that I think apply to engineering a sales process as a whole. And very importantly, the interaction between what process that you use for intake, depending on where people are coming from. And again, it's a pretty universal concept as far as going from referrals to marketing in particular, which is a jump that a lot of people need to make on their path to growing a law firm where what got you here, as in to the success that you had to this point, if you've been relying on referrals, might not necessarily get you there if your goal is to eventually scale beyond referrals and being very, very realistic with what we can expect for people and what's required of you to get people to make the right decision for themselves and their family. So anyways, hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoy. And if you're interested in this kind of content, I would definitely recommend signing up for our estate planning masterclass, which is still, uh, we'll have the link to that in the show notes as well. So um, take care. Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody. So I wanted to record a quick video on one of the things that we've run into a lot. So uh, just to preface, I'm pretty well aware that we're not the only people that are recommending advice on <laughs> consultations for trust and estate planning attorneys or attorneys of any thought. And um, obviously, we have our philosophy on how to do things. And in some places, this will contradict with other philosophies from other training programs. At the end of the day, one of the things that uh, we firmly believe is that there's no true path, right? A sales process is only as useful as it can deliver results. But that being said, uh, our experience has been informed by what's generated results for clients within our program, right? And at the highest level, and a lot of this stuff is stuff that we saw from working our own stuff, but the kind of people that are following these processes are closing, you know, north of 75% in some instances, right? So we've been able to have some really fantastic levels of success um, leading things, but we want to really avoid is situations that may be the right move for the wrong situation. And one of the more common ones that uh, we've seen get a lot of traction in other programs, and again, might be appropriate for other situations, is this concept of a pre-consultation packet. So I want to kind of go into why this stuff does work and why we recommend a different path for the kind of people that are coming in through the advertising that we're doing. So just to kind of go into why the packet works as a concept. I go into this on some other videos like designing a sales process and um, introducing friction and the purpose of friction in the funnel. But the packet serves a very useful, a, a couple of pretty useful functions when it, it, it is something that ends up being filled out. So when we get a packet, we have a element of pre-qualification. One of the things that I always say is that 100% of the people that are going to show up to a consultation after getting a packet are going to be more or less uh, willing to move forward with you because you put a pretty, pretty high hurdle in front. So that's one element. The qualification process is really important. The second thing is we want to make sure that you're not wasting time, right? So if somebody fills out a packet, they've already taken the time to invest and they're more likely to move forward, which is good. 
And another, a third thing is basically we have a lot of information. So if you have a situation where you need to design a plan, um, you might need to bring in some different resources if it's not in-house or you need to know what to recommend, then a packet absolutely makes sense. So the one thing that I want to kind of illustrate, though, is that you don't necessarily need a packet to do any of these things, right? You absolutely need to qualify people. But the process that we recommend is using the deep dive as opposed to the packet to accomplish all of those same things. So between the intro call that is being done by either your team or the ISA and the deep dive that you're going to be doing in an actual consultation, you will be able to accomplish all of these things, saving your time, making sure that you're getting more of a conversion rate from the people that do show up and building a better positioning when it ends up coming up. And to boot, there's a lot of other benefits as well, which I'll go into one by one. So one of the things I will also acknowledge is that there are situations where the packet will be easier. I won't say better, but I will say less effort. So if you have the situation where you do have tremendous amounts of leverage on a client, and typically this is going to be from a situation where you are a referral or something of that level, right? If you're a referral, you're you know just walked off a stage with 10,000 people or something like that, you are the only person to work with, right? And in that situation, people will, you know, send you a vial of blood and sign over the name of their firstborn to work with you. But anything short of that, the the farther out we go, and again, um, this is something I'll go into a little bit more depth, but the, you know, the more we're going direct to the market with people that don't know us, which ultimately is very important for scaling your practice, the less it will be likely that this sort of a thing will work for someone. So um, let's get into some of the benefits. So one of the things, again, um, just to kind of overview the process that we're talking about, we are going to have people that are responding to ads, typically Facebook, YouTube, going to the webinar, attending the webinar, getting onto this intro call, whether it's booked or whether it's something that you're reaching out and getting someone through. When we have a situation when somebody is going to be taken through the basic qualification questions, and then you are going to be doing a deep dive process once that person ends up going into your consultation. Now, the benefit of doing this versus having a packet is that you're actually building rapport in the process. People really like to talk about themselves and whether it's somebody who's working at your firm during the intro process or whether it's talking with you during the consultation, that's something that you really miss out on a packet. So in the process of asking all this information, people are you know, getting good feelings from you. They're watching you listen. If you're able to active listen, actively listen and actively get into the deep dive process, you're building a lot of trust and you're building a lot of expertise. So this is actually going to give you tremendous leverage for closing. And again, if we're talking about going direct to market with people that don't know you from a referral or don't know you from some sort of an association, then this is stuff that you need to do to close, right? A lot of the times that people end up going from word of mouth to this kind of situation, uh, it's super important to get this because we can get really, really close to the amount of trust that somebody's going to have from a referral in the process of building rapport. That being said, when we have a packet, it's very, very dry. There's no rapport that's being built whatsoever when somebody's filling out form. It feels very clinical. Um, and again, you can get all those informations. The rapport is not one of the things that you're going to get through this process. Second thing, real-time feedback. Everybody has a different set. And this is something that we talk about a ton on the deep dive process. But when somebody's looking for you uh, to you for estate planning uh, services, there are different things that matter. There's all this little information that you can get in asking these questions of somebody when they're in a consultation that you'll never see. When we have a situation when somebody might be really touchy about one part of their finances or one of these outcomes, or you can see people, their eyes will go wider or they'll give you a lot more color on a, on a specific response. This is keying you into what's important for that person. Ultimately, this is going to let you do a better job for them as the trusted advisor that's going to be setting them up with estate planning services, but it's also going to make you more effective at positioning those services as something for them to move forward with. 
you do not get any of that feedback when it comes to the actual the packet too. And the other thing too is that you know we're gonna get some more information as well. So when we have a situation where we're asking somebody about their net worth, we can drill down into specific accounts. Now, the thing that's kind of interesting is that a lot of the times too, especially some of the more comprehensive packets that I've seen, these things all end up getting itemized, right? And one of the things to just kind of keep in mind is that if we were to ask, you know, we can kind of think about things. If When you're in a real conversation, you can kind of look at, if you wanted to map out the questions you could ask, it's kind of like a tree. If somebody says that they have $10 million in net worth, then you're going to have different questions than when somebody says their net worth is 100% in their house. But if we ask that person that has the house about 12 other types of assets they could have, you know, okay, what's your IRA? What's your 401k? What's your you know, hedge fund holdings? Like all these different things that comes off as really uncalibrated. And a lot of the times too, this isn't something you're even going to see because that just happens to be a person who's going to not fill out your packet. So again, a lot of the things I talk about, and I'm going to get into this in the next section, is that there's some hidden costs to a packet that doesn't really show up into the point where I have the consultation. But as far as this goes too, if you were to say, okay, cool, like, you know, your net worth is XYZ or, you know, you have holdings in real estate. Okay. Is that your personal home or is that rental properties? In the process of asking that question, we are building rapport, but it also allows us to ask follow-on questions. Are those rental properties in different states? Are those rental properties local? Uh, do you own those outright? Do you have, they're, they're using leverage to have these. All these different things are going to get you more clarity into the actual situation. And again, in the process of doing this, even if you theoretically were to accomplish all this in a packet, it would technically be uncalibrated. So you're often able to get more information from a deep dive process. The third thing is higher efficiency. Now, when I say efficiency, I'm talking about the amount of people that are going to make it through your entire process and become a client. Now, one of the things that, again, this is something that, that differs in just our kind of philosophy as a whole is that when you take a manual process, we're able to get the most people onto you know, your consultation, into your intro calls, and then you basically, we're just going to have higher efficiency through the process. So if we have a process that can close 75% of the people that will interact with us versus a process that can close 10% of the people that interact with us, then we're going to consider the process that closes 75% the higher efficiency process. Again, at the end of the day, this really boils down to a higher return on investment or a lower cost per client acquisition, depending on, you know, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Now, the reason that we're able to do this and why this doesn't really pop up with a lot of packets is that basically the packet can hide a lot of inefficiencies in the marketing process. So, if we have somebody that shows up to the packet, like I said, it is very, very likely that somebody is going to take, you know, and the, the more of a pain in the butt the packet is to fill out, the more likely it is that that person is going to move forward with your services. And it can kind of lead to this false sense of confidence because if you have a hundred percent close rate from your packet, then that doesn't really factor in the, the amount of people that interacted with you in the first place, right? So if you know we're losing 50 or and again, sometimes when we've had people that are moving from a packet process to the kind of stuff that we're doing uh, with doing more of this discovery on call and, and in person with your actual clients, you know, we're seeing a lot more people that are moving forward to every next step, right? So if you're losing 50% of people that aren't sending back your packet, you just cut your ROI in half. It's going to cost you twice as much to get the same amount of people. You're going to need to spend twice as much in your ad budget to get the same amount of shots on net. And the entire process, you're not really going to be developing these skills that will eventually get you to the point where you don't need to worry about this stuff in so much detail, right? So that's basically a huge benefit of this stuff too. It's like the, the numbers will not necessarily show up for the people that are in your consultation. So especially something to keep in, in mind if you're not the person who's directly responsible for setting your consultation. And we've seen all kinds of flavors of this too. 
generally speaking, this kind of, uh, you know, there's that old saying, um, poo-poo rolls downhill, right? So the situation where a lot of times there's going to be tension between somebody who's setting appointments or tension that goes down to the marketing company. I mean, I'll be completely honest. A lot of the times too, one of the, the outcomes of this is, okay, well, somebody didn't want to do backflips and send their social security number to, to show up to my door. Well, the marketing must be the problem. The reality is it's the, the processes that are super, super tough to follow don't necessarily work with anything outside of referral. So I um, just need to kind of drop that red pill on you guys right now. And the last thing I'm going to talk about here is scalability. So um, like I mentioned earlier, and this is something I opened up with, the situation where the packet works really, really well are the least scalable situations. The reason that you're most likely investing in marketing to any extent is because you're not happy with referrals. And I mean, we're not, not necessarily not happy with referrals, but there's issues with scalability with referrals. They're very easy to close. And a lot of the times too, if you really think about it, if something is completely dependent on tremendous leverage to do it, that is a process that is not really that much better. That's just a referral with extra steps, right? And I actually recorded an entire video on this. The truth of the matter is that the largest firms that you think about are not mattering about lead quality. There's a bunch of solos that close 100% and there's a seven, eight figure firms that are closing 30, 40% happy with it because they can close people that don't exist. You will run out of people that you know very, very quickly. Um, so at the end of the day, it's more scalable because you're able to take somebody who's not necessarily beating a path to your door and you're able to take the moves out to meet them where they're at and still get them the right outcome, right? So ultimately, this sort of a process is going to work better for the kind of stuff that we do. But if you want to go out to different lead vendors, if you want to start doing SEO or Google or they invent some new thing with uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink in, in five years or something like that, we're going to have a situation where a process that works with lower buy-in from people will be more scalable, right? So that's kind of the last benefit to this, right? If, if you have a situation where you're completely dependent on this you know, really, really involved process for something to get in, there's going to be fewer people just by nature that are going to be able to do that. So let's kind of talk about some of the drawbacks to some of this too. And um, it's going to be a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I'm, I'm 100% serious with some of these things. So one of the drawbacks to going from a packet to taking control of your consultations and holding it yourself is accountability. And I'm not going to lie, accountability is not fun. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to say, well, that person didn't fill out the packet, so they were a bad prospect anyways, and kind of take the sour grapes route than to say, huh, I did my deep dive and I think I could have done better. Not a lot of people are willing to face that at the end of the day. So I think one of the big drawbacks to this process and one of the reasons why people avoid it is because it does take more accountability. So that's one of the drawbacks. Another one too is uncomfortable conversations. It's very, very easy to have conversations with people that fought a battle before they got to you, right? All you really have to do is have a situation when you're going to just basically run through a presentation or something like that and then go for it. There's not really too much to say. But the truth of the matter is, if you have a situation, especially when you're getting started, I'll say there's situations when you might say the wrong thing and you're in an uncomfortable conversation and no one likes to do that. Um, at the end, there's a lot of paths we can do this. And I think if you are kind of you know, going through the deep dive process and you're really actively listening and keeping people's interests at heart, it's, it's not likely that they're going to consider you a bad actor. So it won't be that uncomfortable of a conversation. But it's more uncomfortable than a situation where you have all the details and people have pretty much already closed before they get to you, right? Again, the caveat being that there's going to be a lot fewer people that have already closed before because you know there's a lot more people that can be closed when we're entering the conversation. And one of the last things too on this point... Um, just kind of as far as uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop this back to one last benefit too. When we have a situation when it's a lot more of a dialogue, the packet forces a presentation, right? It's less of a dialogue. It's more of a pitch. Um, in the end, you're not coming to a solution with your client. You're coming to a solution on your own a lot of the times before they even enter the room. 
And you have to polish yourself up and just stand and deliver, right? I think that this is a little bit more fragile at the situation where you can't really calibrate that well. And ultimately, what I kind of want for everyone is that I want you guys to be in a situation where you are not dependent on something that is outside of you. What I don't like about the packet at the end of the day is it externalizes the process. Either they fill out the packet and they're good to go, or they didn't fill out the packet and they're junk. The situation that I want for every single one person here is that I want you to have a situation where you are having somebody accept your consultation and it's up to you. You have the skills to determine whether that person is a fit and if they're a fit, whether they're going to move forward for you. Hopefully it's on that meeting. If not, you guys have the tools to make it on the next meeting or a follow-up. But you know, we don't ever want to have a situation where you know we're we're having people that are bad actors that are showing up. Again, that's the stuff that's going to get filtered out at the intro process. But for people that qualify that you can help, I want to give you guys the tools to help as many of them as possible. And that really comes through skill. Skill is something that you develop having these conversations. And if we're avoiding them by relying on some sort of an external hurdle that isn't really something with control of you're really denying yourself the benefits of having something that will allow you to help more people. So at the end of the day, that's why I really, really insist on this stuff. And I think it's super powerful at the end of the day. We've seen some fantastic transformations. And I can tell you, it is much, much more satisfying to be the person who can you know, fish for themselves rather than wait for stuff to show up in the grocery store. So um, anyways, last thing I'm going to leave you guys with, and this is an old Jewish proverb. I've heard a lot of different versions of this, but ask not for a lighter burden, but for broader shoulders right? When you get to the situation when this this stuff is hard, honestly, this is going to be like eating your vegetables, guys. But if you have the situation where you know, you have the confidence that somebody comes in your room, you have a solid chance of getting that person to, to you're never going to have to worry about lead quality again. And there's so many benefits to that. And um, again, but it all starts from taking this first step, taking the accountability and taking on yourself to move these people forward. So well, that concludes my thoughts on moving the packet. I hope you guys are all in with me on this one and um, best of luck with everything in your next consultation. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode. 